Welcome, everybody, yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. Hopefully, y'all are enjoying your day. If not, well, I don't know how to fucking change your mind. Anyway, so not too long ago, I just went over Seth Rollins' WWE World Heavyweight Championship run throughout 2015, and I thought, there's another member of the Shield whose title run I could also discuss, and that was Dean Ambrose's U.S. title run from 2013 to 2014. Now, it's been noted, people have been critical of this title run saying there weren't that many title defenses. I got the number of title defenses and how often they happened, and uh, <laughs> there's a good little pattern here that y'all want to hear. So this title reign, I believe, is now still technically the longest title reign with the U.S. Championship under the WWE banner at 351 days, surpassing MVP's run from Judgment Day 2007 until Backlash 2008. This title run ended up including 15 title defenses within a year. So that's about, on average, almost once every six about every two months-ish. But it really gets bad towards the end, and I'll explain why. So let's go over the, his title run and the defenses and everything, because this, this is so problematic. So we all remember the night he won it. Extreme Rules 2013 defeated Kofi Kingston to become the United States Champion, became the first member of the Shield to hold the championship on the main roster. Eventually, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns became tag champions. So all three members of the Shield had a championship that night. The very first title defense he had after this the May 24, 2013 edition of SmackDown, where he lost by disqualification to Kofi Kingston in about two and a half minutes. Yeah, great start right about there. Automatically losing by disqualification that fast. Second title defense. Three days later on Raw, May 27, 2013, he actually defeats Kofi. And rightfully so, because as we've discussed in a past episode of well, Kofi Kingston's 2013 run, it was shit. Title defense number three. He ends up getting a count-out victory over Kane at the Payback 2013 pay-per-view. I still remember this match. It was actually... This match did not really click. Felt kind of awkward. Like, it's a match nobody's going to remember. The fourth match. The June 17, 2013 edition of Raw. Here's where the pattern starts. DQ loss to Kane in about a minute and a half. Yeah, you'll notice that pattern a lot. Almost two months later, on the August 7, 2013 edition of NXT for the fifth title defense, a disqualification loss against Adrian Neville. Now, granted, this was a little over seven minutes, so it's a bit more passable. Title defense number six, the SummerSlam 2013 kickoff show. He lost via disqualification to Rob Van Dam in about 13 and a half minutes. And I believe any of these DQ losses, I think they're all about, like, the Shield getting involved, but some of these are absolutely stupid. Next title defense, number seven, Night of Champions 2013, he gets a win over Dolph Ziggler, who was on his way down the card. That was a fun period, wasn't it? The next title defense, number eight, September 27, 2013, SmackDown, DQ lost to Dolph Ziggler in about a minute 40. Why? Title defense, number nine, October 16, 2013, main event, he beats Dolph Ziggler. Yay! Number 10, Hell in a Cell 2013, he gets a count-out loss to Biggie Langston who was originally supposed to have faced Curtis Axel on this very pay-per-view for the Intercontinental Championship, but there was hip injury, match replacement, and it ends with that. Number 11, I believe this was the next night, October 28, 2013 Raw. DQ lost to Biggie Langston in a minute 40. Oh my god. Delvin's number 12. This three and a half months later. February 10, 2014, Raw. DQ lost to Mark Henry in a little over eight minutes. Telefence number 13. The March 11, 2014 episode of Main Event, he beats Mark Henry. Number 14. May 2nd, 2014 episode of SmackDown, retains in a fatal four-way, and by this point, he's a babyface. 
during all this. A fatal four-way victory over Alberto Del Rio, Ryback, and Curtis Axel. And then finally, he loses the championship into the 15th title defense on the May 5th, 2014 episode of Raw in the Battle Royal, where Sheamus wins. Now, why is this problematic is because, like I said, there's a period where he went three and a half months without a televised title defense. At all. First, he, like, he defends it on the Raw after Hell in a Cell 2013, and then he would not defend it again on television until February. Holy crap! This throws that whole on-screen 30-day mandatory title defense rule out the window before the issue happened with Brock Lesnar with the WWE and World Heavyweight Champion and Universal Championships as time went on. Like, we get on the booking, like, booking for... The title offenses and appearances with that, with the with Brock and everything, rightfully so. But this was a problem before Brock. But the difference here, though, is U.S. champion Dean Ambrose was on television every week, and yet he went three and a half a three and a half month period without a televised title defense. Fifteen title defenses during that year, like almost one year title reign, and freaking four of those matches were DQ loss in under three minutes. Like I said, the first title defense. He got it disqualified against Kofi Kingston in two and a half minutes, right off the bat. Like, I don't know what WWE's, like, mindset was. Like, with some title reigns, they keep it so long just to break a record. Like, when Nikki Bella had the longest reign Divas title reign just to break AJ Lee's record, or New Day having the longest tag team title run in order to break Demolition's record. But what was the purpose of doing this with Dean Ambrose when you were to go three and a half months without a title defense on TV? There's no freaking no defense of that. Like, again, he's not wasn't on a part-time schedule. This was just lazy booking. Go months and months without a title defense. There's no excuse for that. If you're a champion, you have to defend your title, especially when you're on TV this often. And like I said, Ambrose was on TV every week compared to somebody like Brock Lesnar, who they would have, have this world champion and part-time schedule. You never know he's going to be there. Maybe just the big four pay-per-views. But what what good was this? They didn't do this, him any favors. Yeah, he broke MVP's record with the U.S. title. But again, when you look at the booking, constant DQ losses and everything like that, and a lot of those being short matches and everything, which is absolutely stupid for any kind of champion. But then that lengthy period of time, you have you have other other times where the 30-day title defense rule is brought up. Like you look at Edge's Intercontinental title run in 2004. We had to vacate the Intercontinental Championship due to injury. Eric Bischoff brought up saying that he wouldn't be able to meet the mandatory 30-day title defense rule in place. That's why they stripped him of the title. You look at Shawn Michaels, even though they went a bit overboard with his European title run in 97, at least Sergeant Slaughter came out on television saying you haven't defended the title in over 30 days, in fact 60 days, so they actually acknowledge that. But then out of nowhere, they just become picky on when they will enforce this whole title defense rule and when they don't. Like, I'm sure he was probably defending the title so many times on freaking house shows and everything, but again, on television, that's what everybody remembers, and that's where storylines are progressed 99% of the time, unless there's some random title defense that, or title change that happens at times. But people are not really going to know what happens on a house show or anything, unless there's, like, photos or some kind of report. We know what happens on TV 100% of the time because it's on video and documented. So, like, what was the good of this? Like I said, yeah, he broke a record. But there's no, there's no defending like that booking and shit. Even if he was a heel, to get disqualified in less than two minutes for three of the four big matches that I mentioned there, like, that was that's just a bad, bad thing. 
No disrespect to Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley, by the way. Anyway, let me know what you guys thought about Dean Ambrose's title run with the U.S. Championship from 2013-2014. Like, 15 title defenses overall since winning the title. And, my God. They'll, they'll just do anything to try and make history, won't they? Anyway, let me know you guys in the comment section below. If you guys enjoyed this episode, leave a like, comment, subscribe, bell turned on. Catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out and good day, everybody. Good night.